Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, my friends, is Muck. Wednesday. When you tell your friends about Buck Wednesday, you're really going to want to hit those bees with a Buck and Bo Wednesday. That's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to do that. I can feel it in my bones. Huh? Something I like to say at the top of every show to cover my ass like so very, very much underwear is that there will be spoilers. Please take heed of this warning as it will be your one and only spoiler warning, most likely. I suppose that will take us into our last piece of podcast-related business before we hop into this book. Uh, I'm going to try not to keep hitting those Bs for the reason that that would get annoying, I assume. I assume. We'll do A's instead. Uh, yes, today's sponsor is what I was about to say before I so rudely interrupted myself. Today's sponsor, which is Johnny Rico's Militant Exterminators. Once again, today's sponsor is Johnny Rico's Militant Exterminators. Today's book, Wednesday, is featuring the book Starship Troopers by a Mr. Robert Heinlein. Uh, Robert Heinlein, for me, so far, in the quite a number of his books that I have read, more than half a dozen, less than a dozen. Uh, I'm not sure the exact number. Uh, I've never read a bad one, in terms of one. I did not thoroughly enjoy this, definitely going into that category as well. Why don't I, unprofessional as I am, give out my rating, for the reason that sometimes I forget to do so if I don't do it sort of early and often. Mm-hmm. Uh, four out of five, or five out of five. Uh, I'm gonna go four out of five, but a very uh, some 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 five out of five moments, and maybe even some three out of five moments where it drags on just a teensy, a teensy bit. You may have heard of Starship Troopers the movie, which uh, I was kind of actually surprised to learn that it was a uh, a book beforehand by Mister Heinlein. Uh, and the, and the movie, although it's been a very long time since I've seen it, this, this, this uh, book has made me want to revisit that, which, uh, I probably will. I, I tend to, to do that, like I did it with The Shining. I saw and said, hey, I want to, uh, reread that book, or read that book, that, that sort of idea. So, uh, I'll probably revisit Starship Troopers, the movie, at some point on a movie Monday. One thing I do remember about it is that it's like super, super cheese. Super cheese ball. Which I like. Uh, I don't mind in an action movie to get real cheesy and ridiculous. That's fine with me. I think Neil Patrick Harris is in it. If I do recall. Ooh, and what's that real sexy girl? I can't remember her name right now. Anyways, we're not here to talk about the movie. We're here to talk about the book. Which uh, is... 
perhaps I could see how they got some of the cheese, but this does take a more serious line. There's, uh, you know, deaths of a parent, deaths of friends, seriousness, all coming in the form of a interstellar war. I love a good interstellar war. That's, uh, it's like taking a war and then moving it to space. So, hey, does it make it more interesting? It can. It can. The war with the, uh, quote-unquote, bugs. Uh, they, they've got a sort of technical name, what they are called, but us humans who are fighting them just call them bugs. For the reason that they uh, look like bugs. Well, that makes sense. But giant. Uh, this is one area where I think the science fiction is much more heavily on the fiction side of things than the science side of things. Just for the reason that uh, things, animals, whatever, insects with a exoskeleton can only reach a sort of certain size due to the uh, the pressure of the atmosphere and that, that that's why you have lobsters which are basically just bugs because they live underwater they can get to larger sizes because there's less pressure on them so to have like six foot tall bugs it's not scientifically possible yeah but still it's fun which is where the fiction part of the science fiction comes in. Our star of this book, protagonist, if you will, comes in the form of Juan, quote-unquote, Johnny Rico. That's his nickname, Johnny, which is kind of a... As far as nicknames go, if mine was John or Johnny, I'd be a little disappointed. I'd be like, come on, guys, you, you can do a little better, a little better than Johnny for a nickname. Come on. He signs up for federal service. Uh, this is an interesting idea. Uh, obviously, this is taking place in, should we say, the distant future or an alternate future? An mm, alternate distant future, how about? Just combine the best of both worlds. In which, uh, on Earth, in order to get a vote, in order to get to vote on matters and peoples, you need to be within the service. You don't have to do it by any means. But if you want to be among the voting populace, you do have to do so. Which I think is kind of an interesting idea. Uh, that was some of the little, perhaps, dry points of this book, where it talked how that sort of came about and why it is a good, good idea. That's only giving one side of the coin, but that side seems reasonable enough. If you are willing to go through this experience, which is, which ain't going to be fun by any means, in order just to get the, the ability to vote... Your vote is going to be worth that much more for the reason that you seemingly care for it. Whereas now it's just you're born, and that is your right to vote, and that is all you have done. Hmm, interesting idea. Folks, uh, I have to stop momentarily to get a little gasoline for the old car. Or as we say up here in Canada, get a little go-go juice. We say that for the reason that within Canada we call gas go-go juice, please. Please continue not questioning that statement. It is true. I assure you. Would I lie to you? Question mark. Back in a moment. Editing. 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 On the road again. Wow. That was a short on the road again remix. But uh, we don't got time for on the road again remixes of any great length. Because we're on a deadline. Within federal service, you can request where you'd like to be posted, but that request is by no means guaranteed. So, 
Johnny Rico ends up in the MI, a.k.a. the Mobile Infantry. Yeah. Kind of the frontline grunt type folk. A little bit, a little bit. Kind of has that feel. Oh, speaking of kind of has that feel, this book has a lot, a lot in common with the movie Full Metal Jacket, which I hope you have seen very, very much. Just as far as how the story is broken down, it's it's very, very similar. And that is great chunk, up to half the book, the, the first half of the book, is broken up into Johnny and his training, and that, and all that sort of evolved with that. Where very, very similar to how uh, Full Metal Jacket, it was almost. This is not a comparison that I am making. This is well, this is a comparison that many people have made, and that is Full Metal Jacket is almost sort of two totally separate movies. One at the beginning, first almost half involving how these army guys were trained, and the other half of them, you know, fighting and stuff. This very, very similar, right down to the uh, drill sergeant. Uh, in this book, his name is Sergeant Zim, and he's a bad mother f- hudger. Uh, whereas in Full Metal Jacket, it was Sergeant... Oh, I didn't write it down. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Sergeant... I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. I'm probably going to give myself a mental note, as I do from time to time. Jordan, put in the name of the sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, and maybe what the actor's name is, because he's uh, he's pretty badass. Badass to the point where he's so badass that it's humorous. Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, this has come up from time to time, and if you follow along often enough, you will notice that quite often my episode title will have uh, verses in them. Because I have noticed that when I put verses in the title, for some strange reason, those episodes seem to get a lot of lessons. So, I've learned from my um, unmistakes, sure. So I think perhaps this episode title will be something along the line of Sergeant Zim versus Sergeant whatever his name is from Full Metal Jacket. I like that idea. We'll see. We'll see. You never know what could happen. Uh, I gotta speed up a little bit. Or do I? Mm, yeah, maybe I do. So, during the course of his training, which is very, very interesting. It kind of sounds almost like that would be boring to read about, but uh, it was almost more interesting than the last chunk half of the book, just for the reason that there wasn't a great amount of actual factual fighting within this book was kind of surprising to me. And that's why I would say some three out of five moments, because it got a little, uh, I don't know if tedious is the right word, but I kept expecting sort of great battles in action, because when there were battles in action, they were great. It's just they were sort of few and far between. And I'm just sort of thinking out loud here, it's almost as if when they did the movie, they took those great action scenes and focus more on those than they did on the other parts, which makes sense for, for your movie purposes, right? So some of the seriousnesses of this training involve a uh, the court-martial of a guy who didn't uh, obey orders and struck an officer. He, he got whipped, whipped real good. Uh, one guy went AWOL, absent without leave. He, after he, he was eventually uh, captured, they hung him. Yeah, so a serious military-style justice there, and not uh, not a laughing matter 
whatsoever. A few people died during this training as well. What, one of the cool things about this training is a lot of it involved, well, not a lot, but some of it involved the training and the use of these uh, suits that they wear. It's almost a mech suit, kind of, but uh, the way they describe it is very, very smart, and that is, it's not like you're in a car or a plane, or even a mech suit for that matter, where you are controlling it. It is rather you are wearing it, so you just do actions the way you normally would do them, and the suit figures out sort of how it would go about doing those. So if you just move your arm, your arm will move. If you jump, the suit will jump incredibly high. That sort of uh, that sort of idea. If you're running fast, the suit will run, will just amplify that. And it's all very sort of intuitive, I think is a good way to look at it. So like, uh, in order to figure out how to fly a plane or to pilot a mech suit, uh, there's a lot of training involved, whereas Johnny here points out, Basically, within a half hour, you're up and running and, and using the suit to just about its full capabilities. So, I like that idea. So, Johnny Rico graduates just in time for a full-scale war! <laughs> yeah, the uh, the bugs and the humans were having just sort of skirmishes a little bit. And it's almost as if it's the second he graduates, that's when it uh, sort of ups our ante in this war. So, he makes the decision foolish or not, you be the judge, to uh, become a full-time army dude. Uh, this involves going to uh, almost like a trainee, oh, you know what, like an apprentice, yeah, it's like he's an army apprentice to, to other guys. This talks a lot about life aboard ship and sort of military rules and regs, and again, I think that's where it kind of got a little slow between the training and then the fighting. There was kind of a large section there where it was... He's studying math. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, lots of uh, studying and things of that nature. I, I, I don't know. That's uh, it, it. Almost kind of felt a little bit like filler. So I, I take a, I take some marks off for that. Uh, there's a point where he runs into his father. His father, who was super super pissed that he joined up. Uh, by this point now, though, he sort of come to realize that Johnny has done the right thing and has even joined up himself, as seemingly a lot of humans have done. They know in order to stop the bugs, they all have to be behind the effort. And the bugs even attacked Earth, uh, basically wiped Buenos Aires off the map, which is where Johnny's mom was. His mom died! Yeah! Killed in a bug attack. So uh, that was pretty sad. During uh, this section, he's doing some training drops. Uh, kind of a cool way in which the fighting at least starts, and that is ships in space will shoot these uh, little canisters filled with men down onto a planet. So, because beaming technology does not exist, like it does in Star Trek, uh, it's a lot quicker to do it that way than it is to, say, take a whole ship down and drop everyone off, which is a cool idea. And from a military standpoint of view, it, it makes sense. You're getting a lot of men onto the surface very, very quickly good idea. Something I like about this is uh, right before it happens, Johnny always gets like the shakes, like he's terrified to get into this thing. Maybe a little uh, claustrophobia involved there. Uh, the reason I like that is despite the fact that he is terrified to the degree that he gets the shakes beforehand, he still always goes throughs with it and it always kind of reminds me of that uh, that saying along the lines of courage is is, uh, is being terrified of a thing and doing it anyways, that, that sort of idea. The last, I don't know, quarter, probably less than quarter of the book, 
involves Johnny. He's temporary third lieutenant. They're sort of just uh, testing them out, I guess you would say. He and a shit ton of people are sent down to this small planet where uh, there's bugs, but there's not enough bugs that they're much of a problem. They could wipe them out easily if they chose to. However, they don't want to because the mission here is to capture quote-unquote bug royalty in the form of their queens which uh, are what lay all these bugs, bug eggs, and what have you. It's very, very ant-like in its structure, regardless of the fact that uh, not all the bugs look like ants. Some are workers, some are fighters, some are brains. The brains are cool, and this is one of the few parts I do remember of the movie, is what the brain bug looked like, (laughs) because that is an image that will stay with you. So whenever they were talking about brain bugs in this book, I kept picturing the brain bugs from the movie, which is super, super gross, so I liked it. Yeah, the idea was to capture some of these, just to even sort of see how they tick, uh, combined with maybe trading some of these brain bugs back for captured humans, which, uh, in this bug hierarchy, it doesn't seem likely that humans would be captured. It seemed like they would be killed outright, but uh, maybe there's sort of different layers to these bugs' thinking, not just kill all. Hell, they have spaceships and weapons, so they have to have some higher level of intelligence, which apparently comes in the form of these brain bugs. These brain bugs that I guess are telepathically? Mm, Yeah, okay, I guess telepathically controlling all the worker bugs and the fighter bugs and stuff like that. Very, very interesting, and and that's something that Heinlein does amazing, probably better than anyone else, is comes up with alien ways of civilizations. And this is just one example of that. This is a cool mission because uh, Johnny ends up having to go underground. And uh, it's sort of famous within this bug war that any human beings who ever go underground into the bug tunnels never come back again. So uh, I I like that idea. And the fact that he does it in order to save people means, you know, he's Johnny goddamn Rico. And he's going to get shit done. Another thing I like of that section is that the person he ends up saving in the end is someone who has one of these brain bugs basically held hostage. Uh, The warrior bugs will not attack for the reason they know if they do, the brain bug will get killed. This person, this badass extraordinaire who snuck into these tunnels all by himself, comes in the form of Sergeant Zim. Yeah. So uh, it was was very, very, was it fitting? Uh, I don't know if fitting is the right word. Yeah, it fit well. Sure. Fit well. That uh, Sergeant Zim trained Johnny Rico, and now Johnny Rico is repaying the favor for this training by saving him. Kind of. Kind of saving him, I say, for the reason that uh, he did basically save him, but right before they were sort of going to make their way out of these tunnels, a section of the roof fell down on Johnny, and then we don't know what happens, which kind of seems almost like Heinlein's, like, Oh boy, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. This book's almost over anyways. Let's let's just have Johnny Rico be knocked out and then tell the rest of the story from his hospital bed. And it never really goes into details on how they made it out of the tunnels or anything like that. So uh, a little disappointed with that as well. There's not really a huge, huge conclusion to this book uh, in that sense. Johnny Rico's telling basically that, yes, we made it out of the tunnels. Yes, this helped in the war, the war that is still all going ongoing, the war that potentially we will eventually win, and things are, are kind of moving in our favor, but who knows? The end. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, other than that, I, I did really like the book, and Heinlein in general is always good, so, you know, here's that. Folks, we're going to count that down as a win for the reason that I did it in the allotted time of my drive to work. Yay. I will say, as I do from time to time, 200 some odd time to times now, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper